Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once in a lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey. It's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey. It's a beautiful day. All aboard! We're back to tell you why you should let Disney help you explore the world with adventures by Disney. But first, the news. Now, with 100% fewer mummified toes, pack your steamer trunk and meet me in the dining car. It's time to ride the rails with the Gold Key Adventure Society. You've just boarded my hot air balloon. Let go of the ropes holding us to the ground and we're up and away. I raise my voice to be heard over the burners and say, this balloon is just the ticket to help me travel around the world in precisely 80 days. But it sure makes it difficult to keep up with the latest travel news. You'll have to fill me in. But first I have to know, you're going on a guided tour around Europe. What celebrity would make the best tour guide? And who would you absolutely not want to see leading your expedition? I would not want Russell Brand to lead my expedition. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Any specific reason? Well, I don't think we'd ever get there. And he would be so annoying the whole time while we were trying to. I would not want to go on a guided tour with Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. I would punch him in the throat by the end of the first hour. I'm How many people it. could fit in that Lincoln anyway? <laughs> As you can see, we're cruising down the road in a Lincoln. <laughs> what celebrity would I want to lead me on a guided tour? For our next tour? activity, we're going to stare out of the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to go on a tour guided by the guy from the B-52s. Because can you imagine Can you imagine visiting all these historical sites and, and that voice is telling you all the uh, important information? <laughs> Says the Grand Canyon. Get in my car. It's as big as a whale, and it's about to set sail. <laughs> this is where the witches were burned in Salem. Uh, yeah, I'll anything fun? I'm gonna go with that. Exactly. I can't top that. I cannot top that. I was gonna say Christopher Walken because yeah, he could make anything oh, yes. sound interesting, even if he didn't know what he was talking yeah. about. But yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. I don't do a I don't do a, a walk-in impersonation, so Come that's not. On. A, I don't have one. Throw that welcome, out there, and you don't have one. Welcome to Normandy. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's where the jet fighters came in. Um, let's see. Gosh, um, how about Idris Elba? Mm, you just want that because he's hot. Other reason? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just think he would be really interesting. Yes, he would. And he would cancel the apocalypse. Yes. Thank you. I don't know who I would want to. Somebody hot, probably. <laughs> That's so mm -hmm. distracting. <laughs> then it doesn't matter what you're seeing. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. It doesn't matter if you're at Flo's V8 Cafe. Oh. Yes, it does. There it is. It always matters. No, don't go to Flo's. <laughs> do, do, do you have a do not tour with, Dan? Um, yeah, I think, I think Bugs Bunny, just because he can never, he can never remember which way to turn at Albuquerque. So, so I, I don't think you I can like trust him to not get me lost. Mm -hmm. You'd end up on Mars. With the space modulator. <laughs> well, let's do this. Let's do this news thing. Uh, oh, Jess, 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 have you even... Have what question was I that? <laughs> I'm not sure What's I know happening? how to answer. I have news. I have. Did you give us an you answer? You didn't. You didn't give us a I will dot tour with oh, celebrity. Oh, um, well, I said I I would with Christopher Walken. Um, mm -hmm. but yep. um, right, right, right. <laughs> I don't know who I wouldn't. <laughs> There's a lot of people I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm going to go with my mother-in-law. That's my <laughs> final answer. 
<laughs> she doesn't listen to the show. It's okay. Yeah. She, she better not. I don't think she knows my name, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there it is. Ooh, everybody knows your name, Jason. <laughs> yeah, Jason, give us give us some theme park news. All right. From the desk of Jason. Um, uh, it's a Small World at uh, Disneyland has added three new scents to their holiday overlay for this year. Uh, starting November sense as in smells ah. yeah so starting november 8th they will start their holiday overlay for it's a small world as as well as uh holiday overlays all of their holiday celebrations technically um and this year they're debuting three new scents for the ride so the asia section will have a cherry blossom scent uh the south america section will have a cinnamon scent and the south seas area a coconut scent cool so uh is this yeah. in addition minor is but this in addition to the fart i always walk through in line <laughs> Those those have to be provided oh, by okay. yourself. Yeah, that's your, your own special your holiday cheer companions. that you spread. Okay, that sounds cool. Is that at both uh, both small worlds? I didn't catch the beginning. Nope, that's just for Disneyland. the Disneyland overlay that they do. Have they had? Do they have scents in there already? You said they're adding for the. You know, I I have ridden it during the holidays, and I don't really remember smelling anything i think this is new i don't remember them ever having scents in there chlorinated water to be honest i'm all for anywhere that they can add smellitzers into the park i think that smellovision yeah they don't Mm -hmm. they don't take advantage of that as much as they could so yeah yeah i like it too except for the ones i mentioned before right (laughs) (laughs) the the jeff trademarked smells Uh, Heather, you got anything? Well, this one is a little bit of a, a PSA. We're we're coming up on a really busy travel season, and we've talked a little bit before about what you should not try to take through in your carry-on luggage. I came across this on CNN this week that the TSA stopped a traveler and were prepared to do a thorough search until they realized that what they saw in his carry-on bag was not a gun, but a toilet paper holder shaped like a revolver. I saw that. Yeah, I saw this. Did you see this? A travel toilet paper holder shaped like a revolver? I mean... It, it was a realistic rep replica gun that is intended to mount onto the wall in your home and be a, a, a toilet paper holder. It wasn't even a travel one. It was just some novelty that he found and picked mm. up and thought would be cool and didn't think it would be a problem. Put it in his bag. But the TSA does not permit travelers to bring real or replica firearms through a checkpoint. <laughs> so he had to return the item to his vehicle or put it in a checked bag or surrender it to the TSA. So just a reminder to all of our listeners, don't try to carry on any replica guns or other weapon, even if it's actually a paper towel holder. <laughs> Lightsabers are okay because they're a replica of a thing that isn't real. Yes, light lightsabers are fine. I'm sure everybody felt much safer knowing that that toilet paper holder was not on. Yeah, and I, there is a picture of it in this article, and it I, I do have to say it really does look like a revolver. Mm-hmm. And when you look closer at it, you see where the toilet paper roll is supposed to go. But, but it has a weird smell. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've hit on a theme for this week's episode. <laughs> I think we <laughs> some some have said that's the same thing for all our episodes. <laughs> oh. Ouch. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> so that now resides in the TSA bathroom? Is that basically? That's correct. Yeah, yes. I'm sure that's, they, that's, that's what happened to that. Yeah, that didn't get destroyed. I'm sure they kept Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh, you know yeah. they did. Um, so back to theme parks. Uh, we just finished up the Halloween season. And uh, right on the heels of that, Universal Orlando Resort has announced the dates for the 30th anniversary Halloween Horror Nights in 2020. Um, it's going to. Oh, they're going to do that again. Yeah, I know. Surprising, right? Not many people go <laughs> yeah. to it. I'm surprised that they they had enough turnout to actually have another year. But hey, good for them. <laughs> Um, In all seriousness, um, yep, so it's going to be 39 select nights uh, from Thursday, September 10th to Saturday, October 31st in 2020, and it'll feature 10 brand new haunted houses, five bone-chilling scare zones, and live entertainment, and more. Yeah, so I didn't get a chance to make it down for this year. I think I'm going to make a point 
to be there next year, hopefully in September. You got to check it out, Jess. It's a lot of fun. Well, I did it two years ago, yeah. but I just didn't get a chance to go down this year and I regretted it. So I'm excited to see what new houses they might come up with for next year. Yeah. The past two years have had a, an 80s slant. So mm-hmm, which I love. I, I'm all for that. That was the best time for horror movies, in my opinion. But I, yeah, I'm curious if uh, if they're going to stick with the decade theme or if they're just going to try something new. We'll see. They'll move into the 90s. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the 90s. <laughs> like a scream house would be cool, but. I was just thinking that, yeah. The grudge. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. The ring. Oh, yeah. I know what you did last All the PG-13 mm-hmm. movies that came yeah. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Gordon's Fisherman Killer movie. I know what you <laughs> ate last time. <laughs> that one terrifying. was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take us on over to this week's installment of our, uh, my favorite segment. Uh, let's visit the world of interesting vacation rental properties. Um, I guess I think I'm going to go with the slightly dark one first and then we'll, and then we'll have fun to kind of chase it up. So a, uh, a former Nazi air raid bunker in Hamburg, oh. Germany <laughs> was going to open to the public in two in 2021 as a 136 room hotel complete with bar, cafe and rooftop garden. Um, it already has, it's a really interesting looking building. It kind of looks like a great big castle with trees and shrubs and stuff growing on the roof. It's already got the rooftops garden. It's, it's bizarre, actually. It's it's floating forest. Um, so it's a World War II era structure um, built in 1942, and 25,000 people sheltered there during air raids on Hamburg in 1943. They had originally planned to tear the bunker down, but its walls are 11 and a half feet thick. Wow. Oh, they couldn't blow it up because it would have destroyed all the surrounding buildings in the town. <laughs> oh, uh, no. So it's just sat there ever since. And so now they're turning it into a great big hotel. It's not the only uh, Third Reich building that has been repurposed into tourist destinations. There, uh, in 2017, Hitler's Strength Through Joy Holiday Complex, which some people call a Nazi resort, it was developed into luxury apartments. So apparently, they're kind of trying mm. to repurpose these old structures. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm. You did say that it was dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think, uh, I hear they're really strict with their check-in and out policies. I don't want to. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take it right on to something a little bit more fun. You can now rent Harry Potter's childhood home for the night on Airbnb. Oh, I saw this one. Godric's yes. Hollow. Yes. The cottage uh, that was used to represent uh, Lily and James Potter's house in Godric's Hollow in the movies is now available to stay the night through Airbnb. The inside is whimsically decorated, fitting a uh, wizarding house. It has two uh, bedrooms with four-poster beds, ensuite bathrooms, a private guest sitting room with log fire, and you enjoy a full English breakfast in the morning. It is available for $142 per night on Airbnb. Mm, not bad at all. It looks super cute. Yeah, I mean, it's it's totally, totally Harry Potter. And is the whole village is the village that they used for Godric's Hollow. So the mm-hmm. whole place is these old historic houses and everything's kind of a little crooked. And- mm-hmm. The, yeah, the article that. says that it's right up the Harry Potter franchise alley because it has a rich history of ghost stories, including an Earl's son and a soldier who died in the Thirty Years' War. Perfect. Haunted cool. Harry Potter's home. Cool. Even I like better. It. Talking paintings. Oh, that would be great. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> So, Dan, you just reminded me I was uh, browsing for oddball hotels and different things and came across something that actually made me think of you. It's a uh, where is this? It's uh, in it's just outside of Amsterdam and it is a harbor crane that you that the big cab in it you can rent as a room. And it's actually nice. It's got a hot tub and everything and all this. Oh, wow. In the crane? They've rigged. Yeah, it's it's apparently a very big crane. One of those harbor cranes is mounted to the dock uh-huh, and it's out yeah. on there and they've got it working again, but it's very nice inside and you can actually if the sun gets in your eyes or you want to face the sunset or whatever, you can still turn, you turn, turn the it around. <laughs> yeah. That sounds perfect. cool. So you can't move the arm or any of that stuff, but you can still turn it and the whole thing will turn and they replace the stairs that used to go or the ladder that used to go up through the little cage thing to get into it is now a lift, a one person at a time lift. 
Oh, fun. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. The Feralda cool. Crane Hotel in Amsterdam. Yeah. And it's one of those great big tower cranes. That is so cool. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Booking a trip to Amsterdam. But would you want to spend the night in the crane after working in one all day long? Well, if it's got heat, then I'm already <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in a hot tub. <laughs> it, looks, yeah. it looks pretty locked, and it has a little outdoor patio thing on it. And uh, Oh, very cool. But it was kind of pricey. It looked like it was 319 euros or Mm-hmm. Something like that, but that included dinner and breakfast. I don't know what the exchange rate is, so <laughs> I'll just say it sounds good. Um, Euro right now is it's around like a dollar thirteen. Mm. Not too bad. All right. I saw one on in Travel and Leisure magazine. It's a New York City hotel suite that is filled with FAO Schwartz toys, including the dance on piano. Oh, the big piano. From big. Yes. <laughs> it's at the Conrad New York Midtown. And they've teamed up mm. for a one-of-a-kind suite in the hotel that is, I mean, and the pictures of it, it is wall-to-wall packed with all of the giant, all the giant yeah. stuffed Stuffy. animals that, that FAO Schwartz is famous for. And the dance on piano and uh, a lot of the things that were made famous and big. It's currently uh, going to be available for booking starting November 18th until January 5th. And it's... It's huge. It's a 1,800 square foot suite. And according to the article, the toys include a gourmet kitchen, multiple train set, the piano, working DJ turntables, hobby horses, eight to 10 foot stuffed animals, vintage Barbie dolls, and enough musical instruments to form your own band. So this isn't for kids. This is... Uh, I would really hate to have the room next door to this. Yes, right? This is for adults. They're not trying to get kids with this, right? Because like those are not toys that kids care about these days. Correct. It does say that the hotel is offering uh, gifts on demand via their in-room toy menu all season long. No mention of how expensive this is going to be to rent, but given the looks of it, I don't think it's going to be one of our uh, affordable Airbnb entries. It looks pretty pricey. (laughs) No, and probably pretty hard to book, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would do it though. Yeah, but it looks super fun. <laughs> it, does is Tom Hanks going to come to your room to do a little heart and soul with you? <laughs> to little, yeah, a little dance on the piano. <laughs> that probably costs extra. I'm guessing. Yeah, generally you have to pay extra for Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you think? <laughs> Tom Hanks not included. <laughs> Anybody have anything else on the news? Um, I had one quick little thing at the end. Uh, Mickey Mouse. You guys might have heard of him. I don't know. Possibly. Mickey the Mouse. Mouse. He's coming to Epcot. Can you believe it? Hmm. (laughs) Um, Slightly. Epcot. Um, Yes, he is. Um, He's actually going to be moving to a new meet and greet location at Epcot next year. Um, There's a a new one that's going to be opening up at the Imagination Pavilion uh, as part part of the Dixie... As part of the Disney and Pixar short film festival. If you put them together, it could be Dixie. Ah, that, there we go. Right. <laughs> yeah. Dixie Fest. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm really glad my mother-in-law doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, a new meeting area at the Disney and Pixar short film festival. Um, and from the concept art, it looks like you'll be meeting and taking photos with Mickey uh, in a large film strip that sort of shows images, different images of Mickey oh, throughout the years. Um, Is that in the old Honey, I Shrunk the Audience building over there? Is that what that? Yeah, that's what they're. That's where they've got the Disney and Pixar short film festival currently. So yeah, they're adding that in, but no word if uh, any of that that uh, attraction is going to change um, with all the. New stuff they're putting in at Epcot. We'll see. I would consider that temporary, as I would consider everything at Epcot at yeah. this point. <laughs> yeah. All in a state of flux. It is a bit covered with construction walls right now. But it's going to be amazing. Amazing! <laughs> Just you wait and see. Well, I have one more piece of news that's another item on the please don't ever do this list. A Royal Caribbean cruise ship passenger has been banned from the cruise line for life over a dangerous photo stunt. This woman climbed 
off her balcony to stand on a tiny little edge on the other side of her balcony and take a selfie that she, of course, posted on Instagram. And a fellow traveler was out on his balcony and saw her and wasn't sure whether she was planning to jump. A jumper. Yeah. So he immediately alerted security and they tracked her down and realized she was just taking selfies, posting them on Instagram. And she and her traveling companion were removed at the next port of call and she's no longer allowed on the cruise line. So here's another plea for some sanity. Instagram pictures are great and all, but don't do dangerous stuff like climb off the balcony on a cruise ship. Please? It's weird to me, like, how was that picture improved by being on the other <laughs> oh, side of a small I, railing? I, you know, she's taken it down from her Instagram account. So the only picture that the article shows is the one taken by the man who saw her. And it's terrifying looking. I mean, it's the, this ledge she's standing on is maybe six inches. I, I can't believe she didn't slip and fall. It's just crazy. And I can't... I can't figure out what, yeah, how, you're right. How was the, how was her photo improved by standing on this little ledge? It's crazy. Hmm. I'm going to have to look that up. Maybe she was trying to make it look like she was floating out over the ocean. I don't know. <laughs> it's just crazy. Well, people keep dying taking selfies, falling into geysers and off cliffs. They're not looking. Yeah. What's going on? One guy was just melted in some hot spring geyser, yeah, natural spring thing. He just got... <gasps> Oh, my word. Really? He went 30 feet off the trail where it's like, don't go beyond this point. He went right over there and it was an old faithful type of thing. And it went off uh -huh. and it's it's hot, hot, boiling acidic water that just melted oh. his body. Oh, my word. Wow. But the selfie was amazing. He got so many <laughs> likes on Instagram. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't try that at home, kid. Or anywhere else. <laughs> Do not. Yeah. Right. Stop taking these stupid selfies. I mean, I love a selfie, but I also love not being dangerous. Or dead. I love being able to take selfies in the future. That's right. Yes. Yeah, there you go. That's, <laughs> but I want to do it this now. Is how I'm going to go. Selfie accident. Ugh. Then you're always that guy. Yeah. Well, with that uplifting news. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to tell you everything you need to know about Adventures by Disney. But first, Let's hear a word from our sponsor. After these messages, we'll be right back. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your Key to the World Travel Vacation Planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner, specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Our journey around the world has reached its final stages. All that remains is a train journey across the United States. We're sitting in the dining car, enjoying our after-dinner coffee, and discussing a marvel of modern travel. So you're telling me that Adventures by Disney gives travelers the service, comfort, and storytelling that Disney parks are famous for, but at destinations all around the world? I wish I'd known about this before I decided to fly halfway around the world in a hot air balloon. Just to make sure I understand, we better start from the beginning. Heather, tell me again about this whole Adventures by Disney thing? You summed it up pretty well already there, Dan. I'm impressed. Yes. Adventures <laughs> by Disney, in a nutshell, is basically a guided tour experience for the family and for it. They also have adults only departure, so I don't want to pigeonhole it as just family. But the idea is that you have the 
excellent Disney service. However, it's not going to be the same experience as being in a theme park. Mickey Mouse is not going to be on your tour with you. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind going to Japan with Mickey Mouse, but I guess most people would prefer a more culturally immersive experience. I guess you could say. I think between <laughs> us, this group here tonight, we've done six, five or six different Adventures by Disney mm-hmm. itineraries so far. I've been on four. Two of them yeah. are very similar. I've been on one. So there is there is one itinerary that is traditionally Disney focused, and that's their backstage magic tour that uh that that is true i always call it backstage magic and now they've they've changed the name of it you can cut all this stuff out right yeah totally (laughs) good yeah yeah, sure (laughs) it's yeah it's it's just called the disneyland resort in southern california escape do you want me to just start that part over? Yeah, you start wherever you want, and I'll do a little puzzle action and figure out how to make it work. So there is, they do have two departures that are a little bit more uh, traditionally Disney-focused. So that's the Disneyland Resort and Southern California trip. And then they have a short escape version of that that is similarly titled the Disneyland Resort and Southern California Short Escape, creatively titled. Uh, and uh, Which one's longer? The Disneyland Resort and Southern California trip. <laughs> Which Jeff and I both, uh, that was the very first Adventures by Disney trip that we took. That's right. And it was amazing. That one is one of my favorites that that I've done so far. You spend three days in Hollywood and then move down to Disneyland. And it's kind of like seeing where it all began, right? You're staying right uh, down in the heart of Hollywood in the hotel right next to where they film the Oscars every year. It's the Lowe's Hollywood Mm -hmm. Hotel. And you get to tour backstage at the Oscars and see that that theater and Yeah, the Dolby Theater tour included when we were there, the uh, they had it set up as if the Oscars had just happened. So they had the little cutouts of uh where the celebrities had sat. So you could go see where everybody was seated and you could get your picture taken in the seats next to the uh, fake celebrities. That was kind of funny. But it was neat to see the theater itself and realize that that's just in a mall. That's a normal (laughs) theater where they show movies and have other things, but it's in a mall. So when you're at the... Seeing the Oscar Oscars and the red carpet and all that, they're just walking past Sunglass Hut, literally, <laughs> to go up those stairs. So cool. And they, they screen it off. <laughs> so they, they put curtains up and you think it's all this fancy stuff, but they're literally at Banana Republic. And they show you how they shut down that entire street. So they put down a red carpet. The Where you see them arriving on the red carpet is the street. And they just carpet the entire mm-hmm. street and cordon it off. And put bleachers they, up. The the arrivals where you see them coming in, all the stars coming in in their limos, they're actually getting in those limos around the corner and just driving (laughs) around the corner, getting dropped off to do the... So that that Lowe's Hotel that we stayed in is connected to the Dolby Theater. There's a walkway between the two. So when they leave, the backstage area is actually a ballroom in that hotel. And all the people have rooms and suites in the hotel to get ready in. And they go downstairs, get in a limo, and literally go around the corner to in front of the same hotel where they've arrived. Oh, look who's here. We had no idea. And then the whole thing is just like Hollywood. It's all oh, you're killing the magic. It's just, it, but it's really cool to see it. You know, yeah. you cool. could be staying in a room that an Oscar winner stayed in mm-hmm. and got ready. And now I'm the insufferable guy that... When we watch with the family now, like, hey, that's a banana. <laughs> like, so we get it. No one cares. <laughs> that's really a Spencer's gifts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. I got some fake dog poop and here's Owen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> uh, my favorite part of that, the beginning of the, of this, which I still call it the backstage magic trip because it really is. Um, we, we going to the Jim Henson studios, oh, which yes. is not something mm. that just anybody can do. You have to do this with adventures by Disney. If you want to go and see inside that, which is, it's still a working studio, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to do the, they asked if anybody would volunteer to do a test on how they film the Muppets. And I, of course, quickly raised my hand and got up there and then regretted my decision because it's really difficult. So you do it for the screen. So everything you do is you're used to performing in a mirror. So if you want to turn left and look left, it's 
what you think is backwards, but it's really not the right way or something. <laughs> yeah. so I could not do this. It's so embarrassing. And there's 30 people standing watching, there watching. And me. I think we have photos and video of Jeff trying to work yeah. the Muppet. <laughs> oh yeah. And it was, it was not good. It was, it was really cool to get to do it. And with the real uh, Muppet or whatever they call him. Muppet master. Muppet dude. Muppet guy. <laughs> but you get to tour the whole thing. And that also, that studio before it was, before it was Jim Henson's studio, it was uh, A&M Records. And wasn't it uh, Charlie Chaplin's studio at one point yeah, Charlie as Chaplin's well? Studio. Yeah, So there's remnants from all of that stuff there, leftovers. The vo- record vault where it was A&M's vault is still there. And Charlie Chaplin's... Uh, ghost still floats yeah. around in there it's very cool really it's cool. the buildings almost look like what i would imagine a little english countryside village which is it's yeah. kind of out of place there in the middle of hollywood but it was really neat we also saw yeah, uh we had our picture taken with kermit kermit the frog and we saw a bunch mm-hmm. of the props from the old uh dark crystal oh yeah and the new mm-hmm. version so they had all the old and new uh, props and puppets out there, and that was special. That was really cool. That was a while ago that you guys went, and they were already working on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the when we did this full version was was that tw- two and a half twenty fifteen or was it or seventeen? Now I can't no, remember. Twenty seventeen. Okay. <laughs> was March or something of twenty seventeen. And then there's always uh, with this particular departure, they have a lot of flexibility to. Uh, sort of change up what the what they do what what you get to do backstage we got to go to uh, Walt Disney Imagineering which is another thing you can't just do anywhere this is kind of a uh, an adventures by Disney exclusive actually getting to go to WDI and it kind of varies depending on what they're working on how much you're going to see when uh, when we were on this particular trip the first time we did it the model shop was completely covered with black curtains and they they took us mm-hmm. they took us next to it and said well you can't we can't let you see what's behind these curtains right now and it turns out it's because they were working on the models for Galaxy's And you know, it was funny. We're all standing there in this rope, not roped off, but this curtained off area you're not to look at or whatever. And literally some dude rounds a corner carrying a mock-up of one of the yes. buildings. And he's like, oh, no. oh. Like, it was the hey, what you got there, And then like, nothing to see. We're and then going just kinda, back oh, behind well. the curtain. Sorry. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, I'm super fired. <laughs> <laughs> Jess went with us on the short escape version that we did more recently and got to see Imagineering too. Yeah, and it was after, after Galaxy's Edge had already been announced, so we got to see a sort of more of what they were doing in there they had um, a model of um it wasn't hondo it was uh it was doc, doc ondar. ondar that's what it was yeah we did get to see hondo's uh the the sculpt the mm-hmm. clay sculpt that they did right. for him that was pretty cool yeah that that trip the 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 access to the behind the scenes stuff i mean for like a super fan like me is uh, it was just amazing um i still can't get over half the things i got to see just in that room full of models and mm. sculptures. Yes, the sculpture uh, room is just very cool. Yeah, dating back to like th- you know the first rides, you know, for the World's Fair and things like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was that was pretty amazing. And they have they the, have the uh, faces and busts yeah, oh, of yeah. all of the presidents from Hall of Presidents are in there. Uh, they have the original marble sculptures of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs that used to be in. Disneyland, but now there are replicas that are there because the elements were really eating up the Carrera marble. And they tell you a fun story about that one that if you look closely at Snow White, you can see that she's been broken in several pieces because when they they were in storage for a certain amount of time after they put the replicas in uh, to Disneyland and they were bringing them out to put on display at WDI and uh, the the crate was knocked over and she's broken like right in half. I think her, one of her arms fell off and her yeah, torso. Yeah, she's broken in a both couple arms. different spots. Yeah. yeah. She broke, her torso broke completely in half and one or both of her arms came off. And what's yeah. crazy about that is they show you this black and white photograph of her like broken body on the ground <laughs> yes. next to the truck. It looks like a, a crime scene photo. Like yeah. you're like, oh God, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I think that same day you also got to see uh, the Walt Disney Archives, right? Yes. we They take you. That's part of uh, the Walt Disney Studios tour, which is uh, one of the, the things you get to do on this uh, uh, this itinerary. Yeah, the archives, the part you get to go in is a very large room at the front of it that is sort of the display space room. So I've been in it now three times and it was different stuff each time. When we were in there one time, it was a uh, replica of Walt's original office was in there, including a, a fake Walt. <laughs> this time they had uh, they had the uh, redhead pirate from the old one that they took out of Pirates of the Caribbean in both. I don't know from which coast that was but she was in there and uh i've seen the uh, rocket man's what was rocketeer. it? The rocketeer's helmet uh what other kinds of goodies did you see in there we got to hold a uh, one of walt's oscars as one does that on is just a normal that's, that's a super big highlight of that day on the on the tour of the studios because it's not very often that you get to hold a real oscar much less one that mm-hmm. was won by Walt Disney himself. That's so cool. It is one of his sort of lesser Oscars, if that can be a thing. It's for a, one of his nature yes. documentaries. <laughs> so that's the one that keep, they keep it in there and they clean it up after each use. But they do let you handle it and without gloves on. And they take your photo so you're in front of the archive sign holding an Oscar. It, it As goofy as it sounds, it's very emotional to get to stand there and do that. This particular trip, I think, is... A quintessential trip for any super Disney fan. If you love Disney and are a huge fan, this is this is a trip that needs to be on your bucket list for sure. And it's Definitely. kind of a great place to start with Adventures by Disney because it's in the United States. It's not one of their overseas trips. So it gives you a taste of the, the service and the, uh, the little surprises and... Yeah. It's it was just a ton of fun every every day. And then from once you do all of the exclusive things in Hollywood, then they move you down to Disneyland. Oh, that's where you get to eat at Flo's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> and everything else is closed. As we know, that was Dave's favorite part of this trip. <laughs> I think that was everybody's Sometimes favorite. things are being refurbished. So so on the longer escape one, they do, they, the dinner is at Carthay Circle, which is one of the uh, more gourmet <laughs> restaurants yes. there at uh, California Adventure. But uh, on the short escape version, they, they were at least, I think this year, doing Flo's V8. And I, we have heard they're revamping that, so it won't be that anymore. But the level of service that you get on these things really starts from the second you get there. So the one that we did where we flew into LA, you fly into LAX, they picked us up from there and there's a guy, like each person that arrives or group or however you're, I I flew in solo. So there was a uh, guy with your name on a sign that took you right there. And while you're in the limo, the Adventures by Disney people call to make sure they've got you and welcome. Okay. Bring him right to the thing. And as soon as you get out of the, uh, car service and into the hotel they're standing there waiting for you with a little sign and a welcome and sign this and here's your room everything's just taken care of your room's automatically ready and everything's just done for you it's uh, for someone like me that is a little intimidated to rent a car and show up somewhere that's a great great perk of it is just not having to think about how am i getting wherever i'm yeah. going it's all taken take care of transferring your luggage between mm-hmm. hotels yes. for you yeah. yeah and every trip From hotel has... to hotel or city to city or whatever you're doing they handle and it every trip always has two adventure guides even the the ones in the united states you have at least two adventure guides and what i loved about that was incredible i loved about that was that they gave us their phone numbers Right when I checked in. And so, yeah, and it was like, if you need anything at any time, even when they're not with you, you know, guiding a tour for you there. And they were they were serious about it. It wasn't just a like, here's my phone number. Please do not call this later. It was like, <laughs> you know, like at, my flight got delayed by a day and they kept checking with me. So the trip was technically over for them. And they still kept sending me texts to check on me on my extra day that I ended up having to stay just to make sure that I was comfortable. You know, so it's, yeah, they, they really go above and beyond. It's like they pick the best, you know, cast members to do these things. And even on the 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 trips that are not on their own, you know, this is their, the, the, the Disneyland Resort in Southern California trip is their 
own property, right? They own all of it. It's their the yeah, it's part. their stomping ground. Even on the trips that are not, Disney gets access that other tour companies just don't get. It's yep. the only tour company that you can be in the Sistine Chapel by yourself with just your group. And this one is... And you, you're allowed to photograph, actually, Yeah, too. this one, the Italy uh, itinerary is really on my bucket list because I've seen the photos and you're in the Vatican just with your group. The When you're going yeah. to the Sistine Chapel, there is a Swiss guard in front of your group and a Swiss guard behind your group. And the one in front is unlocking things and leading your group in. And then the one in the back is shutting the door and locking it. And there's nobody else in there with you. And he's got a knife with so many different kinds of blades. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's so handy. But there's just no other way that you can't you can't pay enough money to get that kind of access no. to the Vatican, which is just incredible. And if you see the photos, you look at a photo of your friend who went to uh, to the Sistine Chapel on their own, and there's just like 19 million other people in the room with you. And oh, then yeah. you see a photo. The Tower of London. Oh yeah. We pulled up in a bus right up front where it said no buses. They pull right up there because they paid the right people. Got out. Everybody already had their ticket. We walked right past all of the lines and all of the other tour groups from, I mean, whatever. Kind of, there's lots of different tour groups, Globus and all these other people. Went just right past them, right in. Like a celebrity. Yeah, they're all That's wondering why, uh, <laughs> why, mm -hmm. they didn't book with why didn't our dad pay for a better trip? <laughs> uh, so let's back it up for a second and uh, tell me tell me a little bit more about the role of the adventure guides in your trip, because they're more than just like chaperones or shepherds for you. They're almost like a traveling concierge. So they just do all of the things. In fact, uh, Heather mentioned uh, one of the trips that we were on. I was at Disney California Adventure Park and I started coughing and she was about to go ask the guy if there was some way, if we could stop long enough to get water. But the other guide had already noticed that I had a dry cough and stopped and got everybody waters. Just like, oh, it's time to yep, time to hydrate. Yeah. To drink. So they see a need, they anticipate it, and they take care of it before you even know you need it. And then when you're in a foreign country, one of your adventure guides is always a local. So yep. you're, whether it's uh, the trip that we did to England and France, uh, we had two guides. One, they, they always, your two guides will always speak English. Um, mm -hmm. um, and then sort of. you're joined at every stop by a local guide who knows the, who knows the, the history and the culture and, um, and wherever it, wherever it is you're visiting. So if you're going to Windsor Castle, the guide is going to know all of the history of Windsor and, uh, what happens there today and what happened there, yeah. who built it. And they're the people you wear the little earpiece and they tell you all the things about what you're looking at and. So you're not just wandering around having to read the one sign. They're telling you all the interesting stories and history. And although at one point he was talking about Posh Spice had stood where we were at the Windsor Castle Chapel. And Heather realized she's standing on top of the grade of Henry VIII. I was like, okay, we so were... maybe this under my feet would have been a little more important. We were in the chapel and this was like the thing that I always wanted to see, why I wanted to go to Windsor Castle. And I didn't, I knew it was in there, but I didn't quite know where it was in there. There. I knew he was buried somewhere under the floor. And he was talking about, yeah, the where the where Posh Spice sat at Megan and, yeah. and Harry's wedding. And I yeah. have thank goodness I happened to look down and I see that I'm standing on the, the it's like it's just a plaque on the floor that tells you he's buried underneath this floor tile. And I'm like, wow, why are you mm -hmm. talking about Meghan Markle's wedding? Because <laughs> it had just happened when we were there. It had You're happened. a bunch yeah, of Americans. Yeah. That's all you care about. That's true. And honestly, warning. probably the rest of the group, that's what they wanted to see. But luckily, I looked down and saw it. And you're not supposed to take photos in there. Somebody's iPhone may yeah, have accidentally taken a photo the... of the floor. I can neither yeah. confirm nor deny that. <laughs> and the local guides, like, uh, because you don't need a, quote, local guide when you're at Disneyland in the park, they had uh, the the, what they call the plaids that are their VIP tour guides. They had multiples of those that would join us and facilitate everything we did. So not only were you front of the line writing things, but they would take you in a back door 
So like for Soren, we went and behind the screen and watched how the whole mechanics of the thing worked while one group of us rode the ride. And then the other group got to ride while the previous group went behind the screen and got to see how it all worked. They While while you're doing one thing, someone else is planning the next thing you're doing, which is pretty cool. And they, they do that. So there's some changes. Like they couldn't accommodate us right here for that. So they take us on something else. Yeah, when we were in London, we were we boarded the bus and we were on our way to Westminster Abbey. Is that where we were headed mm-hmm. that day, that morning? Yeah. And we noticed there was a little bit of a delay and something had happened there. There was a lot that, of moving about. Yeah. And they they the guides got on the intercom to let us know they'd had to make a little bit of a change and we were going to Buckingham Palace instead. And it turns out that morning there had been, it was the day that uh, some guy drove his car into Parliament. This was la- last summer. Yeah, he just drove into the barricades as a protest. At the time, they were, turned out to be no big right, deal. At the time, but, they weren't sure whether this was some kind of terrorist attack or exactly what was going on. So the entire area around Westminster Abbey and Parliament and Big Ben and all that was, was shut down. But they reacted very quickly. They knew they, you know, they were they were on top of it and switched up our itinerary, and it was pretty seamless. I mean, we had maybe a five or ten minute delay on the bus. Yeah, and they moved all and those pieces and. Like as if Buckingham Palace is a bad runner. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. The one that Jess was on with us, we had a little bit of a change up too, because uh, five of us got stuck on the Indiana Jones ride <laughs> for like an hour. Yes. So the whole group went ahead and did some other thing while we were just sitting there watching Indy move. Back I still don't even know what the rest us. of the group got to go and do while we were trapped on mm-hmm. that ride. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure. They had a potty break and something else, but we were supposed to go to see the, um, not Club 33, but the other club there. 1901. Yeah, Club uh, 1901 Club, and they so they skipped that because we were all stuck on a ride. But if anybody knows anything about the Indy ride and the dinosaur ride, that won't surprise yeah. you. <laughs> um, so one of the big selling points for Adventures by Disney, right, is they they um, they leverage Disney's expertise in storytelling, and you kind of mm-hmm. talked mm-hmm. about the exclusive access that you get to things. Or for example, I know on the England one, you don't have someone just blathering to you about history. You go spend a day where they teach you about, well, this is, uh, this is why England was renowned as archers. And you don't just learn that we were good at shooting bows and arrows. You go and you, learn how to shoot a longbow, right? Yes. And Jeff was not looking forward to that piece of the itinerary. And then turns out. I will tell you, all of the things I was not looking forward to on that particular itinerary wound up being some of my favorite things. And they're things that I know they're geared towards family. So I was like, that's for kids. I don't want to go shoot bow and arrows. But it wound up just being the greatest day. You're at this <laughs> beautiful out, English so manor. <laughs> it's so great. And this, the guy that taught it was like dressed like Robin Hood. I was like, give me a break. But then he was so interesting and the whole thing was great. And he's using these giant longbows and teaching you the history of the longbows and why they used them and the different kinds of bows. And then we all got to shoot them. And then they had a contest and Heather won. And I, I wanted did. to kill her. It, it turns out I'm really good at medieval She's archery. Very good at archery. Jeff, why is Heather always better? Better at shooting things than you are. Yeah, I'm not good. <laughs> she can't drive a Millennium Falcon, but she can shoot. That's, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and the guide there that taught us the archery was just a fascinating, fascinating guy. And he had this, he had the greatest backstory. Greatest love story. Yes. Do you remember the story? No, I missed it because I was pooping. <laughs> You always miss those things when you're pooping. I literally was. I came back and everybody's crying and talking about this guy's and you're like, could you smell wonderful that? love that story? But they had been in a was it a, a plane bitch. crash or a, no a ferry crash yes. in the English Channel or something. He, um, I, I think it was somewhere in um, Indonesia. Maybe he and his now wife yeah. met because they were. They were on the uh, a ferry that went down, and they were the only two people who survived. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this they, was they, while they were out there for a long time, yeah, trying not to get eaten by a shark. They decided if we make it back, we're gonna like get married, and they did, and quit their jobs, and just 
travel and live. And, and yeah, they, it, it was, I, just heart-wrenching that it, it, the ferry held like hundreds of people and it went down and and they somehow survived and came back home, quit their jobs. And uh, he was always interested in archery. So that's what they do. They travel the world uh, and uh, several months out of the year, they come back and they teach archery and then they spend the rest of their time traveling. And it was stuff like that. Like he didn't have to tell us that sort of thing. It was kind of... It was just woven into everything he was talking about. It was really just the art of storytelling going on the whole time while you're doing a cool, cool activity. And every stop, we had some kind of cool activity that some of them, like Jeff said, we thought were going to be cheesy. Like in Windsor, we did a scone making class. Oh, and I didn't want to do that either. I'm like, can't we just walk and look at the shops? And then I loved that too. It's just because it's the characters and these people that they have are great local flavor that they're showing you what's their life's passion and they, they make it entertaining. And it is fun for kids we went to the chocolate uh, museum and factory in Paris and got to learn to make chocolate and make things out of chocolate and eat chocolate. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? All of those things. That one I was looking forward to. Yeah. And we right. went to Versailles and rode bicycles around the grounds and Jeff wasn't looking forward to that one either. And it <laughs> no. was so much fun. It was just, you know, we got lucky. It was a beautiful, beautiful day. And uh, Fern, one of our guides was talking about the trip right before ours, how they did that same activity, but it was like 30 degrees colder and raining. And she's like, we're just getting pelted in the face by rain and we were freezing. But we were all having so much fun and laughing, and they were able to to turn it into a great activity, even though they didn't have super beautiful weather like we did. It was sunny, biking around the grounds of Versailles. Yeah, it was a pretty cool trip. So, Jess, other than uh, Flo's V8 Cafe, what was your favorite thing at the Disneyland Short Escape? Or the or the Hollywood um, parts that we the, did. The, well, the highlight for me for that whole trip was getting to set foot in Walt's apartment over the firehouse mm. in Disneyland. Um, yes. Speaking of access, you don't normally get. Yeah, no i I have wanted to do that for a very very long time, and I th that was really the selling point for me on the trip. I was like, oh, cool! I'd love to do it something backstage. I had only been out to Disneyland once before, so I wanted to get back out there. But the fact that that was included um, was was huge for me. And yeah, it was great. And what was really great about it was that I, I was going to be completely content with just just them walking us through and then walking us back out. Like I expected that to be it. Like it was literally going to be like, here it is. All right, now we're moving on. Um, but it, it wasn't. We spent I feel like it, we spent like 20, almost 30 minutes in there. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And they open up yeah. the cabinet so you can see Walt's coffee oh, the, maker. And the pink right. bathroom, the pink bathroom. That was yeah. <laughs> I was, yes. yeah they had some yeah. some gaudy taste, which you know that's of the time. I get it, but Walt was a gadget head, as you can imagine. So he had like the coolest, newest toaster for the time, <laughs> and his coffee maker that would make several different. You know, it was funny just to see that. Of course, even in his tiny one room apartment, he had the coolest, newest gadgets. Yeah. Multiple record players. Oh, yeah. And and like a, a, an amazing view that that window that they talked about that he would just sort of sit and stare out of. Yeah, yeah. that was that was amazing. They kept they kept pulling me back from the window. I wanted to, I was just waving out at the common yeah. folk <laughs> down on Main Street because they look up and like, oh, wow. And so Ooh, somebody gets to go up there. How yeah, do you do so that? I'm waving and they're like, sir, stop. <laughs> Don't tease the PRs. Uh, I loved seeing Jess's face when he got to see that for the first time. Jess and our other dear friend, Zach, that are just Walt Disney super fans. Seeing them see that stuff for the first time was amazing. Yeah, it, it hit me hard. I was I was expecting to be pretty pretty you know moved by it, but it has a the the room has a feeling. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. All of Disneyland Park has that for yeah. me. You can just feel Walt's spirit. Yeah. Well, that leads me to the first of two questions that I had to kind of wrap up our discussion of ABD. And so, Heather and Jeff, why don't you uh, do you have like your best? best memory or best moment from any of the several mm. ABDs you've gone on? My favorite, uh, the thing that popped into my head first was, uh, I love last the summer before last, I did a trip to, um, 
Arizona and Utah through Adventures by Disney with my family. And I'll start by saying it wasn't my favorite itinerary. It was it was chosen by my family. They really wanted to, yes, do all the outdoorsy cowboy stuff, cowboy (laughs) stuff. And I swear we climbed on every single red rock. (laughs) (laughs) And it, I will, it is a fantastic, fantastic trip because you see the grand Canyon and monument Valley. And it's a lot of things that I really had always wanted to see. But my favorite thing was we did, we, we ended at this ranch and my youngest, yes, my youngest is really, really loves animals and loves horses and wanted to to go horseback riding. And so it was just the two of us that did this part of the trip. And we did this pretty strenuous horseback ride kind of up and down a mountain. And it was some of the most beautiful scenery I've ever seen. And just the two of us on horses. And he, he was given kind of a mischievous horse that kept running after the horse in front of it to bite its butt. And so at one point we had to stop and they had to separate the horses and Don't make me was, separate you two. <laughs> right. It was just so ridiculous. And so like I remember as we're riding a horse over a stream, thinking like this, it doesn't get any better than stuff like this, doing something crazy, mm-hmm. riding a horse out west with my kid wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah. My favorite adventure thing that we did was on the uh, London in uh, Paris itinerary, we did a speedboat tour of the Thames. Ah, oh, that was so epic. So they start by going up along and you see the London Eye and uh, Big Ben and all that stuff. And the guide is telling you all about it. And there's light music playing. You're like, okay, this is fun. It's not as speedy as you want. But they don't tell you that's like sort of the sightseeing no wake zone part of it. And then they cruise back around and show you some more stuff. And then they get out into some more open water and just crank up loud music and they haul some serious booty. And you're just you go on James Bond, Bond just skipping the waves. They're playing and, the James Bond theme. Yeah, they're and, awesome. yeah. they play all that kind of music and it is so much fun. And like everybody's just laughing. It was it was and our boat was like purposely going over the wake of the boat in front of us. Yeah. So you're uh, you're just you're getting air on these things jumping on the wake. It was a little terrifying at points. <laughs> but speaking of storytelling, one of my favorite things was on the uh river cruise that we did on the the Rhine, the Rhine River cruise. They had uh each night one of the adventure guides or the local flavor would take turns telling having uh like a all about me kind of story hour fireside chat yeah it was great and the one that was our guide betty who was the local german guide uh told all about herself and what it means to be german in the modern era after uh dealing with the stuff that germany and german people have dealt with from the obvious world war ii stuff to the berlin wall and all that and her family was separated by the berlin wall it was very moving and really interesting and something i had not expected to get to experience and honestly it was another one of those like oh great i get to hear about being a german but it wound up being really one of the most moving and great parts of any of these trips i've ever had and just pure personal storytelling. Is there, uh, I was wondering if, if you guys had a bucket list trip that you've seen with uh, that, where Adventures by Disney goes. Mine, I think, would be a tie between Japan and Egypt. Oh yeah, I forgot they go to Egypt. That's new this I would, year. I would yeah. do Japan. I don't want to go hot, gross places. <laughs> like Thailand Yeah, or just Vietnam. sweaty and I'm sure those are awesome, but I'm a fat, sweaty person. <laughs> Japan's definitely at the top of my list. <laughs> oh. Japan and then Scott. Scotland too. Yeah, I like the idea of doing Japan with Adventures by Disney because it's, it's such a foreign place. You yeah. know, I don't speak the language. I don't really know much about the culture and they really, really immerse you in the culture and yet it's safe because you have a local guide who speaks the language. Yep. Also on that itinerary, you go to a samurai sword factory and you Bruh. get to do some sword fighting. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> Is that your bucket list? Yeah, Japan, yeah that's Jess? definitely... On my bucket list, or archery in Scotland. Yeah, I want. Like I'm, I'm of Scottish heritage, so I definitely want to do that. But um, hey, I've been to Scotland before when I was a kid. That's the only time I've left the country, and so Japan is is kind of on my short list at this point. So. What about you, Dan? Yeah, I think my kids would really dig Japan because they're so into all of the yeah. Japanese pop culture, anime, and swords, <laughs> gaming, and swords. It's 
It's so hard to choose. I'm looking at a list of all the destinations. They really go um, all over the world. If it's really somewhere do. you could think of that you'd want to go, they probably have a trip. Yeah. And, the, you know, the river cruises are incredible, especially like that movie. It's a moving hotel and you pass, yeah. you know, multiple countries. I can't say enough. Yeah, and you're right cruising. in the middle of cool, cool towns. You're not with an ocean liner. You go to cool places, but you, you know, you have to dock somewhere where an ocean liner can dock. You're, you're, when you're sailing, there's stuff to look at all the time. So we sailed, there was one part on the Rhine River sailing where we saw something like 153 castles as we sailed up this one afternoon. Just like there's what you could literally see two and three castles at the same time. Like what is going on? How many did we see that day? Didn't they tell us it was plus? Yeah. Just crazy. It was nice. They have one on the Seine. Uh, I'd really like to do Uh more on that later. Yes. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Yeah, I was. that was going to be my question, is where are you guys going next? (laughs) Well, Key to the World happens to be working right now on an exclusive departure of the Seine River Cruise, just for for our putting together a group for our guests. So, yeah, we'll have more on that soon. Sometime in 2020, and we would have a special departure uh, group rate. Rate, a special group rate, yes. Keep... Keep your eyes peeled for that one because that's going to be. What'd you find so far, Dan? Thailand? Uh, Well, I mean. Costa Rica? Continent by continent. (laughs) I really want to do the Wyoming trip in North America or maybe the winter Wyoming trip. You know what? You you and Wyatt, my nephew Wyatt, your scouts, you would have loved the Arizona and Utah trip. That one looks amazing. Also, winter Wyoming. You could climb the heck out of those red rocks. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some pictures from the winter in Wyoming. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> we, we would climb the heck out of some red rocks. Um, um, yeah, the, why, the Wyoming one, one, you go fly fishing and horseback riding and yeah. lots of fun outdoorsy yeah, stuff. Grand Tetons and Yellowstone. <laughs> we have some uh, videos that a bunch of our different friends and agents have gone on uh, a bunch of these different itineraries. And we have videos of them all that I can put on the on our Facebook page so people can take a look at those if they would like. Well, have you picked one yet, Dan? Come on. <laughs> How about if you choose like said, one go... you'd want to go on with kids and one you'd want to go on with maybe just oh, adults? Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a good one. If I want to take kids. <laughs> well, <laughs> no kids. For those listeners that may have kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the Wyoming one would be a lot of fun, at least with my kids. Um, and just adults, any of the ones in South America, I think, mm-hmm. um, they look Gorgeous. Maybe the uh, one of the ones that goes to the Galapagos. Oh, uh, yeah. One in Ecuador, cool. uh, the Amazon and Galapagos Islands. I will say for the departures that are not adult exclusive, Adventures by Disney does an incredible job with the kids. They, they call the kids junior adventurers and they really cater to the kids and have special activities just for each age group. The adventure guides on our, uh, our Rhine River cruise this summer were so good with the kids and they keep them engaged. And for example, uh, when you go to the Louvre with Adventures by Disney, they have a special tour of the Louvre that's just for the kids. They're doing a scavenger hunt instead of, and actually I wish I could have gone on the scavenger hunt with the kids because we were there in the Louvre in August when it's like 19,000 degrees and yes, it's so hot and everyone is there in the, in the summertime and it was packed and hot and uh, but that's another, that's another story altogether. I, like I think the kids had, had a lot really of fun. Old paintings. <laughs> Is oh, that yeah, your that favorite one. room? <laughs> Especially that one really old painting that every person on the planet wants to see and yeah. all goes to if stare at. Even though of adults, though, they, you could almost not see the kids because they do a great job. If they have separate kids' activities and adults' activities, and then free time where you can go off on your own to explore wherever you are. Some of the South America ones look pretty cool. You can do some zip lining over the rainforests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Let's go wrap it up for our discussion of Adventures by Disney. Uh, If you've been inspired to check out uh, some of the itineraries and need some help planning your adventure, head on over to www.keytotheworldtravel.com where we can hook you up with a travel planner that can help you out. Make sure you subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode and tell your friends how much you enjoyed hanging out with us this week. And um, I think that's going to do it. We'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. See ya. Don't eat it, Flows. Epcot is wonderful. (laughs) 
It's time to close this week's gathering of the Gold Key Adventurer Society. Thank you so much to each and every one of you for tuning in. If you want to become a member of our band of explorers, all you have to do is subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and review, won't you? We'll be eternally grateful. It helps other adventurers find us and helps us grow our show. To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the Gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.